hey, happy birthday to me. Yes, I had a birthday recently. And of course, I'm very humble, of course, <laughs> humble and quiet about it. I try to be. I celebrated a little bit this time, better than I have in a long time. And I'll probably talk about that later. But I have a guy. I have a guy named Shay Brown who's coming up in, trust me, he gives you the master class of presentation in this episode. And I just really want you to hear it and don't walk away from it. Hear it and listen to how he does everything. I had really not much to say. <laughs> I had questions. And trust me, he's like, you're going to go through and hear him mostly. And don't think anything negative about that. It's because what he was saying, he already answered every kind of question that I could ask him in that show. I kid you not. It's a brilliant lesson on how to present and how to do it the right way. Just amazing stuff. Check him out. Let's go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are here with another one. This is a special one because it's my birthday, y'all. It's a birthday show. And I got an incredible guest here. <laughs> you can't just say that. Let us jump in and say, happy birthday to you, Brian. My Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. This is a, a special time. And I'm, it just worked out, right, Shay? It kind of just worked out for it to be here. I'm excited about it. And let me tell you what he's here to help us with, guys. He's here to help us. He says to build a seven-figure sales team without spending one dime. Is that right, Shay? That is absolutely correct. There's a big problem out there for you, the entrepreneur, or you, the course creator, or you, the coach, or you, the speaker, author, or just network marketer. And you're like, at the end of the day, I want to be able to fill my program. I want to be able to sell my product. I want to be able to scale my business. But Shay, there's a big challenge. There's a big challenge. And what's the big challenge we're going to talk about today? Maybe you've been struggling to attract clients who actually have the money to pay you or maybe you just want a pipeline of leads that turn into buyers. So let's talk about building a seven-figure sales team to provide you, that's right, you with the revenue that's necessary to execute the big vision you have for the people you were called to serve. I can't wait, Brian. I'm excited to be here on the Authority <laughs> Project with the one and only Brian S. Austin. We got a pro. We got a pro. But we shall see what he can do for us today. We shall see. This is going to be awesome. Um, the Authority Project. Let's go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, feast your eyes and tune your ears. It's that time again. We are live with another episode of The Authority Project. It's the video podcast streamed on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope, where we talk to digital marketers, business coaches, and creators of all kinds on how they've built authority in their field and how you can mimic their success. Developing authority, building your audience, and attracting better clients to your own business. Now, without further ado, let's bring to the virtual stage your host, Brian S. Arnold. All right, we are back on another one. It is the Authority Project, and you are the project. You want to slap authority to your name so you can sell more of what you're great at. And we have Shea Brown, Mr. High Energy Brown, Shay Brown, how are you doing today, my friend? It's a great day, Brian. My name is Shay Brown, the happy entrepreneur, and I'm super excited. I'm so pumped up about not only being here, Brian, but what you're doing. So let me just take a moment, just acknowledge you, Brian, for having this program, for having this platform and providing the resources to other folks at a time when some folks are trying to hold things to themselves. Brian is a collaborator. So in the spirit of collaborations, I can bring my community to Brian and Brian can bring his community to me. Brian, thanks for what you're doing, man. You're truly amazing. I'm excited. And for you, the entrepreneur, you tune in if you're ready to have all the revenue you need to make a difference in the world, to serve more people, to add value, 
and to change lives. That's what we're going to be talking about today. This is great. This is awesome. (laughs) This is awesome. Hey, real quick, tell us right now, before we dive in, tell us who you are, Shea Brown, personally and then professionally. Yeah, you know, I think back to how I got started. I worked for two companies my entire career. And I was like many of you, when I got started in business, if you're an entrepreneur, you can relate to this. There was two tracks that I was seeing. I was seeing one track of folks who were out there and things were going just like nothing was ever going wrong with them. And then there was the track I was on where I had a big heart. I did all the studying in school. So I got two degrees, if that means anything to anyone. I went to Morgan State University. Shout out Howard University. (laughs) University. And then I also went to Johns Hopkins for graduate school. And that's cool. And I worked for Citibank. And at Citibank and working for Verizon, I learned not the corporate way, but I really learned how to put together systems. In fact, jot this in your notes. This is your first golden nugget. I'll tell you my story in a minute, but this is my first golden nugget. Put this in your notes. And this is a core belief of our company. It's one of our 12 rules of life. I've got 12 rules, but I'm going to give you one rule now. And here it is. Systems beat goals every single time. Put that in your notes. Systems beat goals every single time. So when Brian said, who is Shea Brown? I'm someone that didn't recognize back then the systems beat goals every single time. You see, when I got laid off, I found myself deciding I want to start a company. So you said, who is Shea Brown? I was like you. I got laid off. I said, maybe I can go down here. My homie's got a few companies. I'm going to take my little severance check that I got. I'm going to go down to Kinko's. I had some business cards made up. Is Kinko's even still in business these days? I, I had some business cards <laughs> made up. I think it's called FedEx. And, and then from there, I got started. I just hung my shingle out the door. If you're listening right now, how many just got started? You just hung your shingle out the door. You had a big heart. You wanted to serve. You wanted to help other people. You wanted to solve a problem. So you got started. And like me, you were excited. See, I was just like you. But then after 90 days in business, I was tired. I was frustrated. I was struggling. And in short, I was out of money. How many can relate to just being out of money? How many can relate that you took the training classes, you hired the coaches, uh, back then, we didn't have all this online stuff, okay? I was down at the local library, okay? I was at Starbucks, okay? I was on conference calls, okay? I was listening back to CD tapes back then, okay? That was back in the day. And all I was doing, I was still not able to generate enough revenue to support my family. So I was helping other people try to make millions. I was going broke. Jot that down in your notes. Maybe some of you know what that's like. And I don't mean broke, but I was going broke. Some of you broke as you spend some of your money. Mine was broke. And so I found myself, Brian... Like some folks, and this might not be your story. I'm trying to give you the backstory so you understand that the person you today wasn't always this way. When I ran out of money, my wife decided to leave me at the, that time. There were some other factors obviously involved, but how many know that when you in love and you take money and take other pressures, it can not work out. And so my two sons decided to come live with me. That's not normally what happens, by the way. Normally the kids go stay with mom, but they came to stay with me. So now I found myself as a big loser. I'm a loser as an entrepreneur because I'm not making any money. I'm a loser as just a a male because now I'm spending through all my 401k, which don't do that. Please don't do that. Um, (laughs) Burning my credit cards. And then I find myself with my two sons with me, by the way, and and I'm in a bad situation. My wife has left me. So I'm now a loser. I'm upstairs and then I'm telling the point that I want to make systems be goals every single time. Systems be goals every single time. And I didn't know that then. I'm upstairs. I'm working. And all of a sudden my dad says, my son's yell, dad, dad, someone's still in the car. I run down the steps. I look outside and there's my Lexus truck, white pearl is being hosted up. I look over at my sons. I look back at the guy. I give him the nod. Of course, he gives me the nod back. I look over at my sons and I said, don't worry. The car is just going to the garage. 
I lied. And in that moment of lying, when I got back upstairs, I had what I call the never again moment. Now, maybe you've had this moment in your life as an entrepreneur. And even if you're not an entrepreneur, maybe you went after the job you wanted. Maybe you was in a relationship, it didn't work out. Maybe going to the gym didn't work out. And you had the never again moment. I told myself never again would I find myself in this position where one customer makes the decision whether or not I pay my mortgage or my car gets repossessed. Never again would I hit the light switch and the power is out. Never again would I have to borrow money knowing that I couldn't pay it back. The never again. What was your never again moment? I want you to write this down right now. We're on the, the authority project. And, and Brian says I can be open. I can be honest. So I'm trying to be transparent. For some of you, this is not your story. And it's okay. We're going to talk about the defining moment. But for me, that was a defining moment. And I said, something has to change. Reminds me when I found myself training for a Marine Corps marathon the first time. And I didn't do too well the first time because I didn't train at all. 26.2 miles. I hit the wall topic for another time. But I said, (laughs) never again. Maybe for you, it's never again would you let technology hold you back in your business. Never again would you be afraid to get on camera because you're not tall enough, short enough, got enough weight or whatever it may be. What was your never again moment? It was in that moment that I made the decision. Now, I've been getting these emails from this, a lot of people, but I, that email popped up that time, and it was to a guy named Eric Lofthome, and he, I guess he's my Obi-Wan Kenobi because I looked there, and I said, whoa, he's saying right here in this email he can help small businesses by teaching them how to speak. I said to myself, maybe I should learn how to speak. <laughs> this is the story. I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. So then I go to my brother, and I borrowed $5,000. Now, it wasn't that easy. I had to tell him what I was doing. Thinks it's another get-rich scheme again. $5,000 back in 2004 was a lot of money. It's a lot of money now, but not as much. So he said, who is Shea Brown? I'm someone who went borrowed $5,000. Got on an airplane, went to Rockland, California. I'm in a room with five people. And this guy named Eric Loftum says, look, I was Tony Robbins' number one sales guy. And yeah, you can learn how to speak, but y'all need to learn how to sell. God, I hate sales. <laughs> how many of you hate sales? How many are like me? You need sales but you hated it. Like I needed sales, but I hated it. I needed sales to pay the mortgage. I needed sales to buy the groceries. Cause I learned that when I was a kid, I used to think that the groceries just grew in the refrigerator. When you have boys, you understand you got to go to the grocery store with some moolah to get those, those groceries. My point of telling that story is that Eric said, Shay, why don't you focus on sales training? Sales training? Yuck! How many of that hate sales? You're like, sales? Because when you think of a salesperson, what do you normally think of anyway? You think of a used car salesman? You yeah. think of a sleazy person at the lot with checkered pants, maybe yeah. a green shirt, a purple hat saying, this is the deal of the day. And you don't want to try to be sleazy. You ain't trying to arm twist nobody. You're not trying to convince nobody. I was like, sales? No way, Jose. But how many, although I hated sales, how many you know that I what? I needed sales. Yeah. And he gave me an idea. And I'm going to share this idea with you because this changed the trajectory of my life. It's not about sales, but just this one idea. How many ideas do you need to change your life? One, one. We're going to get into how to build a seven-figure sales team. But right now, you jot this down in your notes. One good idea implemented is better than a thousand ideas you know right now. The point I'm making is that you need a system. Systems be goals every single time. So what's your system right now for getting qualified leads? What's your system right now for getting in front of other folks? What's your system right now for having a better relationship? What's your system right now for getting to that weight that you really want to get to? And so he said, Shay, 
Let me give you a definition of selling. I'm going to share it with you right now. Then we'll get on to what we want. Because you might be thinking, I don't even see myself self right. sale. In fact, I hate selling. Yes. I'll say, that's me. <laughs> say, that's me that's out there. I get it. That's you how to build a seven-figure sales team. But if you have a resistance to selling, if you have a resistance to the one skill set of all the skill sets that's going to generate revenue in your business, and even if you're not a entrepreneur. I want you to know you can benefit from this. And you might say, Shay, how can I benefit? I was having a conversation with someone. And before I give you the definition of selling, I shared this story with them. And it's one analogy and it created a breakthrough for them. And I believe it's going to help you as well. And if it doesn't, you can still enjoy it. Even if you're not in sales. I said, look, you might not see yourself in sales. I get that. But if you think about it this way, let me give you a little Shea Brown remix version of some things, by the way, because I am now have my AARP card. I'm part of the Puff Daddy generation. We remix everything, baby. I said, think about it like this. Pastors are selling faith every single week. Teachers are selling education every single day, even online. You think about it, parents, and I'm a parent. Brian, you're a parent. You get yeah. this. Parents are selling values every single day. Absolutely. So you're always selling your ideas. You're selling your beliefs. You're selling who you are. You're selling yourself every single day. So whether you want to be in sales or not, you are. So why not embrace selling when you understand this definition? So let me give you a definition. Everyone jot this down in your notes. It's the definition of selling. It changed my life. And maybe I'll be that Obi-Wan Kenobi for you. Maybe while you're on this journey, you'll say, I'm no longer alone. Maybe you've never really focused on sales and had someone at my level that can help generate the revenue for your business. They can design and build your sales funnel to attract high qualified buyers. But more importantly, turn that into cash flow. Here it is. Jot this in your notes. Selling equals service. I'm going to give you three words. These three words could change your life, change your mindset, change your belief system. Right now, someone said change your story, change your life. We're going to change your story around selling equals service. Selling equals service. Selling equals what? Service. Service. I can hear you saying <laughs> that right now. And I want you to write this down in your notes and tell yourself this seven times a day for the next seven days. Selling equals service. Selling equals service. But Shay, you didn't give me a definition yet. He just asked, who are you? Yeah, but I got to give you the backstory so you understand what brought me to where I'm at now because I hate a selling like you. I'm not born this way by no stretch of imagination. I'm a high introvert when you don't see me on camera. So it's very important. Mm-hmm. And introverts make the best salespeople, by the way, because they follow systems just to let you know. They don't rely on their charisma just to let you know. So selling equals service. Here's my definition of selling. Selling equals service. Selling is about three things. Jot these three things down in your notes. Selling is about education. So first, you want to educate people that there is a problem. So I looked over to this person who's a financial planner but didn't see themselves in sales. I said, selling is about education. Can you educate people in the world that they've got to have, that they have a problem because they don't have a plan that's going to allow them to retire, a plan that's going to allow them to send their kids to college, or there's no financial plan to grow their money at a faster pace? Yeah, that's dumb, Shay. I can do that. Great. So selling is about what? Selling equals service. Now you're serving. You're saying there's a problem in the planet. Then I said the second thing about selling. Here's the second part of the definition. There's three parts. Selling is about leading. So can you at least lead them and let them know that this is how you solve the problem, whether they work with you or not. This is what you do all day long. Brian shows up right here to serve. There's a problem. People need to hear the message. There's a problem. There's a platform. There's a problem. And he's, look, this is how I do it. I provide this medium. So you watching right now, you listening right now, you can tune in and you can better your life. Every time you tune in with the authority project, it's not about me. It's not about Brian. It's about the authority project. And that's why it's here. That's why it's created. So now you know. Saying it's about what? 
education. Selling is about what? Leading. And third, third, this is so important. Selling is about moving people to action and asking them, how do you feel about moving forward and hiring us to solve the problem? Now, whether they hire you or not, doesn't really matter. You're not trying to convince them. You're not trying to persuade them. You're not trying to arm twist them. I don't teach those techniques. A lot of my colleagues do. There's nothing wrong with those. That's not what we teach. We teach you to serve, teach you to add value, and we teach you to solve a problem. Here's why I say that. Put this down in your notes. We're talking about how to build a seven-figure sales team, and I'll come back over to you, Brian. But it's this one reason alone. Put this in your notes, and it might be all you need. It's, it's our 4P methodology. It's sales team guru. We are all about building and designing sales funnels that create what we call the evergreen revenue model. And that is how do you do something one time and your labor is not involved? How do you have revenue coming in that's consistent, that is predictable, that is reliable? What's the solution? If that's the problem you have right now, how we solve it is with the evergreen revenue playbook. It's a model that you run to generate revenue. And you can do it over and over. And some of y'all just say, I just need to get it. I just need the playbook, Shay. That's all I need, Shay. Just I don't like selling, but if you give me the playbook, I'm all in. No cost. Here's what you can do. And then I'm going to give you the 4P formula, the 4P methodology. It's going to help you. It's going to help you as you build your seven-figure sales team. Some of you, you are the sales team. Like, you're the number <laughs> one sales team. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. But you didn't get in business to be the number one salesperson. Yeah. You didn't get in business to be the number one tech person. You didn't get in business to be the number one marketing person. You didn't get in business to be the all-star rock star VA. You didn't get in business to be the person that has to be the social media person. You didn't get in business to be the person that has to do all the videos and the editing. You didn't, you, you didn't sign up for that. So let us help you in the one area that you can use help in the most, and that is generate revenue into the business by serving others, solving problems, so that you can buy the resources that you need. It takes revenue, and most entrepreneurs, they'll spend the money as long as they have it. Yeah. They really will to make a bigger difference. So let me give you the 4P methodology. I want you to jot this down in your notes, and then I'm going to turn it back over to Brian, and we'll talk about how to build a seven-figure sales team. But I, I first wanted to take the myth out that mm. selling is negative. Take the myth out that selling is bad. Take yeah. the myth out that selling is something old. The new way of selling, and we created something. Here's how we're different, and here's why we're better. Can I say that? Sales team guru. Now, some of you are texting the word Evergreen Revenue Playbook. I get that. The 202-270-1662. We'll send the playbook to you. Make sure you include your first name. Make sure you include your last name and your best contact number because some of you will text it to you and then others will email it. Some will do both. So text the word Evergreen Revenue Playbook. Do it now. So I don't have time to give you all the notes, but we'll send that to you. Text the word Evergreen Revenue Playbook to 202-270-1662. Again, 202-270-1662. Text your first name, text your last name, text your best contact number, and I'm going to send it all to you. Don't you love that? Don't you love that? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you out there, I'm doing a good job. Give me two thumbs up. Say yes. I can hear you saying yes. Yeah, you're at the right place. Thank you, Brian. So let me give him the 4P formula, Brian. Can I do that? I don't want to, I know you yeah. may Absolutely. Yeah. Is, that, is that okay? Okay. Yeah. Brian, Brian's been so cool. He's like, Shay. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm good. This is my birthday. I'm having, I'm having a great time. <laughs> hanging out on his birthday. He's like, I ain't have to work too hard, but he got to get right. to turn the camera on, right? He got to make sure everything is working. So shout out to him for, from him being there. Here's the 4P formula. And this is so important. Here it is. And I started off this whole conversation with systems be goals every single time. I said systems be goals 
every single time. And the reason I gave you the systems be goals every single time, yes, yeah. I wanted you to have a system in place right now is going to generate revenue. I want, I want to know what your what, what what is your beef with goals while you're there? What, what, yeah. what is your beef with that? Yeah, I don't have a beef with goals. I, I love goals. I think that goals are always in the future and you're never really there. But you have to get a system in order to get to the goals. And, and so there's nothing wrong with goals. But if you just set a goal and there's no system to get to the goal, you're in trouble. <laughs> the reason that they don't get a chance to earn the money they want or the bank account doesn't reflect how good they are is there's no system to generate revenue into the bank account that is working. They may have a system, but not the system. Mm-hmm. Just like you could be, I'm talking to a client yesterday. She says, Shay, I, I built my team. I've got a team. And that's fine. I was arguing with the person. I said, but your team's not generating you $20,000. And it's been like this for two years. So at some point, you may be open to a new idea. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad team. But every team don't win a Super Bowl. I'm not trying to be on a god darn team. I'm trying to be on a championship team. All right? I'm trying to be a repeat championship winner. Now, we used to talk about Michael Jordan in my day because he was the man in my day. He won six championships. But there's this new guy out there right now that just won a seventh Super Bowl, which is unprecedented. (laughs) All right? And do you think he just wants to be on a team? No. He left a team and said, no, I'm going over that team, and we're going to be champions over there because there's champions on that team. Mm. And so you don't want to have a team. You want to have at least on your team, you want to have some Hall of Famers. And I'm not bragging or saying anything like that, but if you have opportunity to be part of the Evergreen Revenue Playbook, you're putting a Hall of Famer, that's our team, sales team guru, on your team. And every team needs that. So your question that you said there was, why do I think systems be goals every single time? Because you can have a goal. You can believe in the goal. You can write manifestos about the goal. You can put it up on the wall and have vision boards about the goal. But if there's no system to reach that goal, you might not reach that goal. Let me give you a quick story. I decided to run my first marathon. A marathon is 26.2 miles. I ran this marathon because the one and only Oprah Winfrey had run a marathon. Now, I was a young whippersnapper back then. I'm <laughs> reading this article. I'm thinking, Oprah Winfrey? No disrespect to Oprah Winfrey. I love Oprah Winfrey. Okay, she's earned a spot. But 100 years ago, when I read she ran a marathon, I just told myself, self, I ain't never run no marathon, but it looks like fun. She having fun. I know I can have fun. So I signed up for a marathon, Brian. You're not going to believe this, Brian, when I signed up for a marathon. So I went out there. <laughs> No real training. I was a young whippersnapper, man. I'm like, willpower, baby, and a Walkman. We had Walkmans back then. Y'all know nothing yeah. about that. <laughs> With the AAA batteries. I had a bunch of batteries. You don't care about all that. Right? I know you don't care. But it was in Washington, D.C., arguably yeah. the People's Marathon, which is where I'm from. I'm from Washington, D.C. Beautiful city. If you ever got to run across any city, you want to run across Washington, D.C., baby. So I get out there, and if you ever been to a race, it's exciting. There's music. People are doing. And I got to run, and I'm high-fiving, saying, hello and i was having a good time and then i hit something called mile 17 now for those folks who know what mile 17 is is a marathon running some of you but for those that don't mile 17 is what they say is when you hit the that wall <laughs> that wall is you like I said what are you doing stop Arr-boosh! and i stopped mm. legs cramped and so i sat down and maybe somebody hit the wall like that. i had a goal the goal was to run the marathon 26.2 miles i was excited and i was believed in it but I didn't have a system. And when I hit the wall, I had to stop. And I looked around. And some of you might have hit the wall when you've been through a divorce. Some of you may have hit the wall when you lost a client that you thought you would have for a while. And that client put in some pretty good revenue in your business. Some of you hit the wall when something happened in a family member and there was the call and there was a health crisis. There was a call and there was a domestic crisis. There was a, a call and, and, and someone was pregnant. Whatever it may be for you, there's a wall that stops you. 
And I wish I could say I got motivated and looked up at the sky and said a prayer and, and got the run, but I didn't. I sat there and I was like, well, this ain't too bad. 17 miles ain't bad. And most of my friends ain't never run no 17 miles. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing okay. And some of you have been like that before. I'm the first in my family to do this. Yeah. I'm, I'm ahead of everyone else. I'm doing pretty good for my age in my class. But my dad always says, it's not enough to be the best. His name is Marshall Brown. He passed away May 2nd, 2017. But Marshall Brown, my daddy said, it's not enough to be the best. You must get around the best and become the best of the best. So I'm looking around and I'm looking at people. And maybe you've done this in your business, looking at someone else's marriage. Looking at your neighbor getting new cars, people traveling. I'm saying, wait a minute. How, how, what? How's he running? He, he's got to be 300 more pounds than I am. What the heck? That lady's got to be old as Methuselah. Wait a minute. Wait. That little kid. And maybe you've done that. You've looked at people trying to compare yourself, and there is no comparison. They had a system, they had mm. trained, they were ready. I wasn't ready. And so I got back out there and I started putting one foot in front of the other foot. In front of the other foot. And then how life is sometimes. I had to keep my head down because I couldn't look at other people. Because if you look around at someone else, you like, oh gosh, I'm not <laughs> doing too good. Oh, look yeah. at their website. Oh my gosh, how are they doing masterclass? They're speaking everywhere. Oh, oh my gosh, I'm being left alone. I had to focus and put one foot in front of the other. And then I looked and said, there's another 100 yards, and there's another 100 yards, and there's another mile marker. And I finished that marathon 26.2 miles, five hours and like 52 minutes. I'm not proud of that time at all. I'm a nine-minute mile runner. Come on, somebody. But I finished, okay? But I finished, okay? And some of you got some things you've got to finish. You've got to run your own race. Let me take you and tell you why that was a defining moment for me. And then we're going to get back to making money. Don't worry. We got some time. We're going to do that. But I want to make sure that you understand that you got to have a system in your business to generate qualified leads. If you're struggling to attract clients who actually have money, you need a system to attract clients who have money. If you're struggling right now to get a pipeline of leads to turn into buyers, you got to get a system. If you're struggling right now to have a team that can make the phone calls, that can schedule the appointments, that can run the appointments, that can collect the money while you're doing something else, then I want you to have a system. If you, When you stop, if your whole business stops, then I'm going to teach you how to teach you the five components of a seven-figure sales team. I'm going to do that. Don't worry about that. You got to <laughs> have a system. And whatever system you have right now, if it's not generating what you want, some of you, $20,000 a month is what you're doing right now, but that ain't enough. You want $100,000 a month. Some of you are making $100,000 a month. You want $100,000 in a day. And some of you are like, just give me $1,000 and I'm good once a day. <laughs> give me $1,000 a day and I'm good. It don't matter where your belief system is. You yeah. need a system to get to the next level. So I'm, I, I finished that race and I told myself, I quit. I'm done. I ain't running no more marathons. I may tell yourself you ain't doing something. But then the next day I was back online saying, wait a minute, I... I've saw those pictures of people that went by me, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, heck, no, I, I don't know, okay? Maybe you're not a competitor, but I'm a <laughs> Don't compete, no. You compete, but jot this in your notes. It's one of my 12 rules of life. I can't get into it right now. These are my rules. They don't have to be yours. Here it is. Collaboration crushes competition. Put that down in your notes right now. Collaboration crushes competition. And so maybe right now it's not about competing. It's about collaborating. And, and right now, Brian, who I love, who I admire, is collaborating. Yeah. It's in the spirit of collaboration that we're coming together. And he's honored me to be on his platform. He's honored me to have this time. And he said, Shay, share your story. Share the message. I'm cool with that. It's my birthday. I'm a part of like saying, yeah, you got it, man. I ain't got to work as hard today. No. But he is collaborating. Why? Because collaboration, put that in your notes, crushes competition. I told you earlier that selling equals service. I shared at the very beginning that you must have a system 
to beat goals. Systems beat goals. Now, I tell you that story because I looked online and I found myself in a position where I said, you know what? I'm going to do this again. One of my 12 rules of life is really to learn from greatness, to learn from other folks. If someone else has done it, I always believe that I can do it. And that's important to me. And if Brian could show, and he's not right now, you can see it. One of my beliefs is behind me is the mumba mentality. Mm. And while the mumba mentality says you're on a quest for personal best, forget who Kobe Bryant is right now. And I know I don't have time to get into that, but I'm trying to share what my mindset is and what, what my belief system is. And I believe something which is outwork your potential. Just something that I learned when I got cut from the basketball team. But you got to outwork your potential. One of my 12 rules of life. Maybe Brian had me back another time just to talk about my 12 <laughs> rules of life. Okay. Yeah. I signed up for the marathon. When I ran, signed up for the marathon the next time, this time, learn from greatness. This time, I hired a team. There was a marathon, people to run. This is what they do. There's groups that you can join. I was part of a group of folks that were training for a marathon. And when I got there, they put me in my time frame, nine and a half minute miles. Now, they gave me a system that I never heard of in my life. They said, Che, for this time, we're going to run six minutes, walk one minute. Run seven minutes, walk one minute. Run seven minutes, walk one minute. Wait, no, you will because we're going to run faster. And then we're going to walk and we're going to let our body catch up and recuperate. It's got to be the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But I didn't have a plan. Maybe you have a system that's going to get you to $100,000 a day. And so you're texting Evergreen Revenue Playbook right now. You're like, at a minimum, let me get to $100,000 a day. Whatever the number is from you, you take action. Just text the word Evergreen Revenue Playbook to 202-270-1662. We'll give you the playbook so you can design a client-winning sales funnel that not only has qualified leads, but converts them into buyers for you. So we're going to send that to you. That's, that's, that's my gift to you. Okay, so I signed up for it in less than two minutes so I can get going. Sign up for the marathon. Fast forward. I'm training with a group. The first day of the training, the person says, anybody have any fears? Yes, me, me, me. <laughs> yes. And I think compared to these young folks, they were in college and other stuff. They doing all the stuff. I'm like, yeah, I ran last year and I hit the wall at mile 17. And I have not run 10 miles since that moment. Because mm-hmm. you run three to five miles, that's cool marathon running. But that ain't nothing for the marathon running. Like, you know, you should be running 10 miles every weekend, you know. Yeah. And so um, they said, okay, Shay, this is what we're going to do. For Shay, like I'm the, the slow one in the bus, we're going to, when we get to mile 17, we're all going to chant three words. I'm trained, I'm strong, I'm ready. Six words. I'm trained, I'm strong, and I'm ready. Now, I looked around at those folks. They didn't really look like me. So I said to myself, nah, y'all crazy. I ain't running and chanting nothing in mile 17. I'm going to keep huffing and puffing. We trained and we trained. And then the day we ran 20 miles, that means we were surpassing mile 17. So we're going three miles longer than ever. We got to mile 17. It's about 30 of us in this group. And they're striding and we're running. We're talking and running because we're trained. And all of a sudden, the team starts saying, I'm trained. And in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, mile 17. And they started chanting, I'm trained. I'm strong. And I'm ready. And I was just focused. I had my Walkman on. I'm trained. I'm strong. I'm ready. But I can still hear them chanting. And then they're looking at me. I'm like, okay. So I took my Walkman off. <laughs> and I'm trained. I'm strong. And I'm ready. We passed mile 17. We ran to mile 20. We came back. Here's why I tell you the story. When I ran that marathon in 60 seconds and I got to mile 17, forget all the other stuff that was going on. Yeah. I was by myself with the group of folks who were there, some ahead, some behind. And I started telling myself, I'm trained, I'm strong, and I'm ready. And that's what I want you to tell yourself. You are here at the Authority Project. And one of the things that Brian makes sure you happen is that you get trained. So I'm going to train you on how to build a seven-figure sales team. You're going to be strong when you're out there. 
and now you're ready to go earn $100,000 in a day, a million dollars in a month, whatever your number is. Why? Because systems be goals every single time. And I'm going to give you the system you need in order to have a seven-figure revenue sales team. So when Brian asked the question, Shay, why do systems be goals every single time? Well, because yeah. when you learn from greatness, you adopt their system, you adopt their belief system, and that allows you to outwork your potential. I said this earlier, one of my 12 rules of life, but I'm going to give it to you again. One idea implemented is better than a thousand ideas you know right now. I don't know. I may have given 20, 30, 40 ideas in the time we had already, but you only need one. Yeah. You only need one. So let me give you the five components, Brian, if I can, of a seven-figure yeah. sales team. If you're out there listening right now and you're watching and you're getting some good stuff, just give me two thumbs up. Two thumbs up, Shay! Yeah, <laughs> thumbs up. And that just means you're in this with me. We're going to have yeah. a system. You're going to have a system. Systems beat goals every single time. I'm all for goals. I've got goals. You need to have goals. It's important to have goals. But I don't want you just to be excited like you were back on December 31st after a couple of drinks. On the back of a napkin, you wrote those New Year's resolutions. You know how excited you were. And no matter when you see this video, when you see this broadcast, if I was asking what your New Year's resolutions were, nine out of 10 people have no idea. Why? Because they never had a system to accomplish those goals. If they had a system, they'd be tweaking the system. Why, Shay? Give me one more idea and then give me this. Shay, you got to get going. Come on, Shay. One more idea. Okay, here it is. Here it is. <laughs> it's from my 12 rules of life, but it's so important. What gets measured gets managed. I'm going to say that again. What gets measured gets managed. When I started measuring my miles, I started measuring my water intake. I started measuring the type of foods I was eating. Then I could manage when I was running in that marathon. Just it's not about running a marathon. Maybe right now you're, you're on this workout thing. And I get it. We want to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. So are you measuring how you work out? What gets measured gets managed. I'm drinking 80 ounces of water now because I used to think I used to think I drank a lot of water till I started measuring with water log how much water I'm drinking. And I was drinking about 40 ounces. Sounds a lot to most folks. Yeah. But 40 and 80 consistently are two different numbers. Two entirely different numbers that makes a huge <laughs> So I went and spent $14 on this sucker right here, right? Why? <laughs> because what gets measured gets managed. So what area of your life could you right now, if you just want to improve in your business, what area could you start measuring? that would get you the results with a system in place. I keep talking about, maybe it's about setting appointments for you. Maybe it's about having the number of speaking gigs. Maybe about the number of people that you reached out to and made an offer to for you to speak on their podcast. Talking to someone recently that was working with us, saying, well, I'm not getting a whole lot of opportunities to speak. I said, well, how often are you making the offer? And Golden says, make more offers. How many people are you asking to be on there? Well, I, a couple times. How many? But tell you what. Let me know next week how many times did you ask someone to be on their podcast? You sent the email or your sister sent the email or you made the phone call. Then come back to me and tell me I have a problem. Shay, why do you say that? Because in business, you have to measure the offers you're making. Put this in your notes. My man, Byron Golden, taught me this. It cost me some money, by the way, but he taught me this. <laughs> make more offers. Make yeah. more offers. But when you do that, make sure your offer eliminates a pain extends a pleasure and creates the possibilities. Why you say that, Shay? Because the 4P method that I talked about earlier was problems, P number one, plus possibilities, P number two, plus the promise, P number three, equals people and profits. So problems is number one because people will pay you today if you help them solve a problem today. I want you to understand you're in the problem-solving business. I'll say it again. I'll say it a little differently. People will seek you out 
when they understand you're the best at solving a problem they have. I'm here with the Authority Project because Brian's the best at what he does of making sure the message not only gets out there, but he has the right platform. He has the right look. He's done the homework. He has a system in place. So problems plus possibilities. Put this in your notes. People buy possibilities. It's called future pacing. You got to take some people into the future so they can see themselves there before they get there. So now yeah. you got problems plus the possibility plus your promise. The big bold claim with us is that you will have an evergreen revenue model that gives you consistent, predictable, reliable income. The revenue is coming in the door and that equals people's and profits. So there's five components of a seven figure sales team. And I'm going to turn over to Brian. It's not really him. But the, <laughs> so he's kicking back, by the way. But yes. Components of a seven figure sales team, because when I ask people, how do you build a seven figure sales team? Yeah. And the most common response is like when I used to do these events live and even we do them on Zoom and you, they can interact. And I know I can't see you right now, but you can see me. And I hope you get a chance to connect with me. Hope you get a chance to have a system in place. If you're watching, I hope you text the word Evergreen Revenue Playbook that's going across the bottom. Text the word Evergreen Revenue Playbook to 202-270-1662. Again, 202-270-1662. So we can send you the Evergreen Revenue Playbook. It's our gift to you to help you not only fill your programs, not only sell whatever products you have, but really scale your business, which means you work less and generate more. Some of you are working more, but more just means more. So the more you work, the more your income goes down because you're working on income you got, but you can't go get new income that's out there. And then some of you, your income goes down because you're like, oh my gosh, I stopped and everything stopped. I, I, I just went with the family for three days. <laughs> oh, business stopped. Oh my gosh, I, I got to work double time. I went on vacation, but <laughs> for every hour on vacation, I got to work three hours in my business. It's okay. It's not a good thing or bad thing. This is not a good thing or bad thing. I'm here to say it just is what it is. So there's five components of a seven-figure sales team. Maybe Brian had me back. The first component is you need a salesperson, but you want to pay a salesperson on 100% commission. Salesperson understands all your products and services. So if you're here now and you're tuned in and you're like, Shay, I know about getting a salesperson, but I, I don't have one. I'm glad you're here. Shay, I can't afford one. I'm talking to someone, they said, Shay, I can't afford a salesperson. I said, well, what do you mean you can't afford a salesperson? Right. Imagine right now you went on vacation and your salesperson goes out and generates $20,000 of revenue. And that could happen without you. You are at the beach some dog on where. You give them a 20% commission. I don't know what the number is for your industry, but let's say a, a 20% commission. They bring in 20000 you pay them 4000 and you've got $16,000 in the bank without your labor. The first person I would hire in my company before I hire an administrative assistant, a VA, is a salesperson that's going to go out there and find people who have a problem, share the possibilities on how we solve it, and then make an offer. That makes so much sense. Don't give me three words in my life, and this is recently. It wasn't a minute. I didn't run out and shout at the time. But I start telling myself, make more offers. And you could do that as well. Now, the second component you need. So now you need a salesperson. Now, I know you, you got to say, how do I hire them? How do I find yeah, them? Without Look, spending a dime. Yeah, because you're going to hire a person. You're only going to pay them on 100% commission. You didn't cost you anything to hire the person. They brought them on. They believed in you, believed in your mission. And they went out and they started solving a problem in the world, not selling your products or services, but taking your message to your list of people who already could afford your services. And as a result, they're now selling them and solving problems. People will pay today if you solve a problem. It didn't cost you a dime to do that. 
Not a penny. Now, if you say, I can't afford it, then if I see you again next time and I ask this one question, I'm going to ask you right now, how much revenue did you generate over the last 30 days without your labor with a salesperson? The answer is zero or not enough right now, then go hire a salesperson. You can, you can get the playbook and we can help you and teach you how to do that. Component number two, I'm going to go through five real quickly, is you need to have a sales affiliate team. Now, a sales affiliate team is very important because a sales affiliate, they're different than a salesperson. A salesperson understands 100% of your products and services. They're in it with you. A sales affiliate, they're mercenaries. I hate to say that. They're only in it for the money. Now, I hate to say that. And they only understand one of your products. That's all one. But one of your products relates to people that they know. So they're in communities you're not in. They're driving traffic to your website, people you don't know. They're doing things without you being there. They may only understand one, but you must understand they're only in it for the money. Go into Apple, if you would, please. And I'm an Apple fanatic and I've got all the Apple products. But <laughs> 70% of the products in there, Apple doesn't own. They're affiliates. They were selling bows before they were bought out. They were selling headsets. They were selling other products that were not theirs. But they're a large distribution. Even the battery in the phone didn't come from them. The glass doesn't come from them. The software comes from Samsung. I'm not trying to be funny over here. The question is asked, how much revenue do you generate from your sales affiliate team? The question is, how much systems be goals every single time? You were laughing earlier, but it's so serious. What's your system for generating sales affiliate revenue? How much sales affiliate revenue did you generate over the last 30 days without your labor? If the answer is zero or not enough. Then you should pay attention. You should get the Evergreen Revenue Playbook. Let's, if you, matter of fact, anybody that texts in Evergreen Revenue Playbook, I'll personally do a one-on-one session. I can't do it with everybody, but for the first 100 <laughs> people, I'll say 100, first 20 people to do it, I'm all in. So if you haven't done it, do it now. If you got to hold this long lost video file because it was in the vault somewhere, <laughs> you text that number and it works, we'll respond. Evergreen Revenue Playbook. Now, I gave them two. Sales rep. They understand your products and services, 100% commission, no dimes, no dimes, not a dime spent. Sales affiliates. No money spent. Mm. Didn't cost you a dime. Again, your labor is not involved. Third component are sales ambassadors. What in the LL Cool J are you talking about, Shay? I'll tell you. Sales ambassadors are different than sales affiliates. See, sales affiliates, they are only in it for the money. Sales ambassadors, these are people that are not in it for the money. They believe in your mission, your goals, and your objectives. You already have sales ambassadors, but you never call them sales ambassadors. People, they'll go out there and champion what you're doing because they believe in the cause. They believe in the movement. They believe in you. Now, what if you grouped everybody together and call them sales ambassadors and you trained them and you spoke with them? Now, they're only in it for two reasons, two reasons only. There's two things they want. Let me tell you what they want. You don't leave here thinking, oh, this is easy. No, they want rewards and recognition. So if you're a speaker out there and you're doing a live event, the person that sells the most tickets with the ambassadors, they get like a cool iPad or Apple Watch. They like that kind of stuff. Or when they come to the event, they get to go to dinner and hang out with you. They're not in it for the money, but they want to be rewarded. They want to be recognized as being a contributor because they understand that success is a team sport. Jot that down. You know, it's another golden nugget. I might have dropped 50 golden nuggets by now, but yeah. success <laughs> is a team sport. You can only get so far by yourself. And so they're part of the team. And I want you to ask this question, not a good thing or bad thing, but how much revenue did I generate over the last 30 days for my sales ambassador team? Now, you only need one of these. I'm giving you five components, but any one of them, for some of you, is another $100,000 maybe a month coming in, some more, some less, but it's real money. This ain't money. This is real. 
Someone said, Shay, this is these are tough times. You don't understand. You're talking, talking, sound like big money. It was big money. You're in the wrong conversation. Yeah. You're in the wrong business, maybe. But I'll tell you, Royce, Royce is at all time high right now in sales. Lear Jets is still being sold. Apple products are still going. Amazon's delivering every single day. That turn around in my neighborhood. I don't know about yours. Here's <laughs> what I shared with someone on their team. I'll share this one idea. And I got to get going. I got two more real quick. But yeah. I shared this idea. Buyers are buying and sellers are selling and nothing else matters. Now, I share a lot of mindsets because I believe for some of you, it just starts with your mindset. Yeah, I'm a believer. You don't have to be a believer. But at some point, your faith got to hit your feet. At some point, I grew up in a Pentecostal church. My mom was a bishop back in the 70s. There's only 35 members when we started. In 28, it was kids. I was one of the kids, okay? So I was there. So everything I learned in the Pentecostal church, your faith has to hit your feet at some point. So I'm trying to get your mindset to say catch up with what you're thinking. The fourth component is your digital sales team. Now, your digital sales team is different. Your sales rep, they understand 100% of your products and services. They love you. They're in it. The sales affiliate, they're only in it for the money. They understand one product and they, ooh, they'll pass that one thing to everybody in their network. And then their sales ambassadors, they're not in it for the money. They're in it for the cause. They believe in what you're doing. They believe in the authority project and what it represents and why it's important and who is reaching. And they believe in Brian and, and his vision. And they're all in. They're just part of the team. Yeah. They got to carry all the work. But boy, they do their part really well. Yeah. Now you got the digital sales team. And this is your online revenue that's coming in without you there. And some of you, you know about a sales funnel, a click funnel, my funnel, or Entreport, or Infusionsoft. You've heard them all. Right. But for whatever reason right now, when you look up, you don't have a client winning sales funnel. And we'll talk about that later, but that's at another time. But digital sales solution and how much revenue has come in from just your digital sales solution? How can it be better? What's your system? Systems. I know, Shay, I say it all the time, <laughs> single time. And the last one I'll give you is the sales cheerleader. And these are your raving fans. How are you collecting the raving fans? We give you the software and things to do that. So you can take folks that have been associated with you. And you heard this before, but nothing sells like success. Facts tell, mm. stories sell. And I don't have time to tell all the stories we have, but it's so important. So, Brian, I know we're coming down the home stretch, but I want to turn it back over to you, man, because yeah. I want to give them the five components of a seven-figure sales team is I laid everyone out. Not one costs you a dime. Do you have to do all five? No! You can mm. just do one. Yeah. Then do the second one. Then do the third one, but you don't have to spend a dime. If you're out there and you're like, Shay, I just want to be able to get this customized for me. You know what? I, I don't bought the books. I don't <laughs> hire the coaches. I got a bag full of stuff, a junk full of pens and papers and I got more online portals out there that I can deal with right now. How can I just get a customized conversation? Here's my promise. Text the word Evergreen Revenue Playbook. We're not going to leave you out there. No credit card needed. No cash app. No Zelle payment. None of that. Just text the word Evergreen Revenue Playbook to 202-270-1662. Again, 202-270-1662. Someone from my team will get back to you. We'll schedule a one-on-one time. Bring your toughest sales challenge. Unless you and I, let's, let's have a conversation so you can generate the resources you need in your business. See, I believe you have three visions. I believe you first you have a vision for yourself, and that's the way you want to live. The clothes that you want to wear, the organic food that you want to eat, and it takes resources to do that. Brian, they need some revenue. That's yeah. what Sales Team Guru is about. Some of you have a vision for your loved ones. You want to send your kids to a school of your choice. You want to write a check for someone's health care insurance. You want to make sure you write a check for a cause you believe in. And it takes, well, resources, which means it takes revenue. I get you. I get you. And then others <laughs> of you out there, you have a vision for the people you were called to serve. 
And imagine you're Noah in the Bible and you've, you don't have to be a believer, but you relate to the story. And, and Noah could have just got a little boat for him and his family with some chickens in it, some eggs and some cool stuff. Noah would have been just fine. But Noah was given a vision that was bigger than him. Like you've got a vision bigger than you. As a result of doing that, imagine if he got started and there was a knock at the door. And Noah said, hello? Yo, Noah! They did say yo back in the day, by the way. Yo, Noah! There are no hammers in the house. <laughs> All right, I'm cool with that. Second knock at the door. I know it's always the second knock, isn't it? Yeah, what's yeah. going on? No, I might as well report as well. There's, there are no nails in the house. No hammer, no nails. Rule number one is I don't panic. Noah, in the back! I got my hand up! There's no wood and there's no people. Good luck on this mission, dude. That's, you just need to generate more revenue. So you can serve the people. And one of the ways to do that is to solve problems by having a sales team that uses a system who get predictable, reliable, consistent income. And that system is the evergreen revenue playbook. Do something one time and your labor is no longer involved. So with that being said, Brian, I'm going to yeah. turn it over to you, man. I didn't even cry <laughs> on your birthday, but, uh, you know. Oh, like, this is great. No, hang out on your platform. It's been a lot of fun, man. This is great. I just have one last question then. I'm, sure. I, I got. I'm gonna infuse two different questions because I, I want people to see you where you are. If you just check out Shea Brown anywhere, I call you like the do it big or not at all guy because everything is everything is just boom. Everything is like this colorful stuff. There's nothing. There's nothing like small. So, can you tell people? And I'll, I'm infuse this with my last question, which is about authority. When people are seeing you now, they have similar interests, similar goals, similar journeys, and they want to be doing things just like you. Can you tell them just in your own words right now how they can become an authority in this space? Sure. Uh, number one is you um, don't want to do it just like I did. You're going to be broke. <laughs> <laughs> I felt more times than you want to know, by the way. I've tried some things and it just didn't work. How many have tried something in your life and it just didn't work? So you feel me where I'm coming from. So if you want to be authority, I tell you there's three ways that you can be authority in what you do. And there's a lot going on in the world. I like three ways. I think first way is you can become a reporter at what you do. And a reporter goes out and reports on everything that they learn and they come back and they report on it. So they go learn something and report it. So if I've never built a house before, I can probably become an authority of building houses, especially these days in less than six months. If I just studied on it, read on it, and then I went back and report everything I know. And some of you are reporters. Nothing wrong with that. The second way you can become an authority is you can go do it. Now, wait a minute. You mean tell me if I go build houses? I become an authority and I'll learn something different than the person never built the house. Absolutely. Sure. And some of you, you're already doing what you're doing right now. And what you're doing is so well. You've learned, you've studied your craft and you're doing it. You too can become an authority. And then the third way you can become an authority is you can teach what you know to other folks. So I can never have built a house. I can only rep report it on it. But what if I'm teaching other people? See, there's a different level of understanding. There's a different distinction. And a distinction is an understanding beyond common knowledge. A distinction is an understanding beyond common knowledge. So when you tie those three together, you become an authority at what you do, even if nobody else believes it. The law of belief is whatever you tell yourself over and over again, you will eventually believe. The law of belief is whatever you tell yourself over and over again, you will eventually believe. So, so someone right now, I believe you are an authority at which you've been through some things and you're still here. You've learned some lessons and you're still here. In fact, just like myself, all of my failures and every time I've been knocked down, I wasn't knocked out. It's a difference. You could be down on your luck down on your revenue, down with customers. You can be down, but as long as you wake up, 
and there's oxygen right now. You put your hand over your heart and you feel your heart beating and there's, and there's oxygen going through your lungs. You're down, but you're not what? Out. And as long as you're not out, then you can become an authority and teach someone else the lessons that you have learned. See, I believe this is your time. I believe this is your moment. I believe for you, you would put it for greatness. And for you, today is your January 1st. One of our 12 rules of life, and I'll share this as I close out, is today is my January 1st. Say that with me out there. If you're out there, say that with me. Today is my January 1st. Yeah, it's Brian's birthday. I get that. But today is my January 1st. Shay, what in the LL Cool J are you talking about? Please, today is my January 1st. It's one of our core beliefs. It's one of my 12 rules of life. And we don't wait for the calendar to say January 1st to get started. We create a January 1st moment any day we want to. And it's Thousands of decisions we make throughout the day. And any one of those decisions could change the trajectory of our life. We make a decision that we're going to work out. Yes. That's a January 1st moment. Or we're going to sit back and we're going to binge watch Netflix. That's a January 1st moment. We make a decision. We're going to eat hamburgers and French fries with salt and pepper and ketchup. My sons are going to have some hot sauce. Or we're going to go open up the refrigerator. We're going to reach inside it and there's some kale. There's some broccoli. There's some carrots. Ah, that tastes so good. That's a January 1st. So today is my January 1st represents a do-over. It represents a fresh start. It means my past no longer equals my future. So for you watching right now, I want you to tell yourself that today is my January 1st. I get a fresh start. Today is my January 1st. I'm going to build my sales team. Today is my January 1st. I am an authority at what I know because I know what I know. Should I say what I know? So today is your January 1st. So I say to you, happy new year. I say to you, put your sunglasses on. The future, the future is so bright. And for you, the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. With that being said, I want to thank Brian for all that he's doing. You can connect with us over at www.salesteamguru.com. Make sure you text the word Evergreen Revenue Playbook so you can get it from us to 202-270-1662. And my name, for those folks that give a darn, is Shay Brown, <laughs> the happy entrepreneur. Make it a great day, everyone. Thank you so much. I Thank know you, you got to get out of here. Amazing, man. This platform is incredible. <laughs> Thanks for all you do, bro. You've gotten some great love out of here. And this, is, this has been un unbelievable. Happy birthday to me. Incredible birthday gift. I'm, I'm so glad you were here. So glad you were able to work it out. People just remember... Build it, share it, and they will come. And that's all I got to say. We're out. I'll see you in the next one. And he's going to be back. Peace. He's going to be back. <laughs> we out. And that's a wrap for this episode of The Authority Project. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you like what you heard, we want to hear from you. Subscribe, rate, and give an honest review. Share and tell your friends so they can hear too. And for even more authority-building tactics, be sure to sign up at theauthorityletter.com. Get free weekly content and ongoing digital product giveaways to help you on your entrepreneurial journey. We certainly hope you got a key takeaway or maybe an aha moment from today's broadcast. Just remember, it's your authority. Build it, share it, and they will come. Until next time.